We have seen since October 1st, half of the numbers have um, that, that our total numbers of over 900 have come from since October 1st. So that just tells you how rapidly um, we're increasing in number and how much it's spreading in our county. As of today, November 18th, we have 151 active positive cases, and these are the individuals are in isolation and being monitored and checked on a daily basis by public health staff. In addition to that, there are more than 500 residents who are in mandatory quarantine for having contact with an individual who is diagnosed with the coronavirus. In total, we have 659 residents currently in quarantine or isolation. Just this morning, from um, as of yesterday, was our highest day ever where we had 29 cases that were positive. And since then, yesterday afternoon, we've already had 16 and we'll have more by the end of the day. So it's very busy. We are identifying super spreaders who are transmitting the virus in bars and restaurants and from large private home parties. Halloween party in Victor caused a microcluster of 21 reported cases involving people that were at the party and 14 secondary cases involving parents and family members. We have a few outbreaks from places of employment. Seven reported cases came from Carolot Daycare, and case three cases were reported from NYSED in Geneva. We also have um, a cluster forming at the VA and other places around. And the other thing that we're really seeing is a lot of spread in the household from across the table, mom and dad coming over for dinner. And uh, so... We also learned that people are getting tested, which is good. That's really good news. Um, however, they are not isolating at home until they receive the results. So unfortunately, if you have sem symptoms, do not go to work, do not go anywhere until after you get your results. We really need folks to wait until they receive their test results when they have symptoms before they return to work or go out in public. You know, we, we traditionally have always bucked it up and gone to work and been, been tough. Right. This is not the time to do that. If you have any kind of symptoms, and we're finding the, the individuals that I've talked to personally, I had, the, I had mild symptoms, this or that, and boom, sure enough, it, it's COVID. And also, you can have COVID before you even have the symptoms. So if you have symptoms, stay home, get tested, and then um, find out if it's positive, then we'll be in touch with you. And if not, if it's negative, then you can act accordingly. Right. But this is not the time to go to work and be, be the one to tough it up because you don't want to give it to your coworkers. And the infection rate continues to increase the way it has been over the past few weeks with new cases in the double digits every day. You know, I really worry about our hospital capacity and the ability of hospital health care providers in this community to keep up with the medical care that's required. Right now we have um, seven people in the hospital, and what we're seeing is some people have very mild, not in the hospital, very mild symptoms, but we, it goes all the way up to we have people very, very ill right now on, on the respirators. Right. So... Um, you know, if this county's infection rate does not come down, we may be designated by the New York State Department of Health as a yellow zone. Right, which means that they will be required to um, to introduce stricter measures to help slow the spread. And those stricter measures include the reduction in the number of people at places of worship to 50% capacity, 25-person maximum gathering limit, both indoors and outdoors. And the most significant step if we fall into the yellow zone involves the mandatory testing of school students and their staff 
for, for those in-person settings. That's right. Schools in Monroe County are currently experiencing weekly testing. Our schools don't want to be put in this position. Keep in mind, the type of testing that is used in schools is rapid point-of-care testing, where the swab goes in and out of the nose. It doesn't go all the way up in the... So it's not a traumatic um, test as some of the other can right. be. And Go ahead. And so just to clarify that if, if our area does have a seven-day rolling average of COVID-19 positivity rate above 3.5% for 10 days. It's a lot to, lot to think about. The state will may designate us in the yellow zone or a portion of our county. Uh, and currently, our positivity rate for Ontario County for the last several days has been at 3%, exactly 3.0%. But mm -hmm. as you've seen these cases go up, uh, we know that that, that, may, that may change. And the reality is what we're really experiencing right now is since March when this began, we've been relatively flat. We did not mm. have the first wave that, that downstate saw. This really is our first wave since right. October. Yeah. It's also important to note that the yellow zone restrictions are in addition to the new measures the governor announced just last week to help flatten the curve statewide, including that all restaurants, bars, and casinos must now close by 10 p.m. Jim facilities are also required to close by 10 p.m. And we are seeing um, positive cases coming out of gyms. Okay. So that's new because we yep. hadn't seen that in Correct. the past. So if the surge of COVID-19 infections doesn't stop, Ontario County could potentially go move into an orange zone. I, I hate to talk about the orange zone too much because we're not in a yellow zone yet. We're, we're not that, uh, in that category. Uh, but if it does, uh, there are stricter there are more strict uh, restrictions that would be implemented, and if the infection rate increases in even further, then we could be designated a red zone. And I don't believe there's any county or any area in the state that's a red zone right now, but basically it goes back to the shutdown that we experienced back in March, April, and May. So the orange and red zones will certainly limit business activities, and this is extremely worrisome. We, we do need to make sure that we keep everything, including our businesses and, and, and our doors open for restaurants and so on. No one wants to have another shutdown like we experienced back in March. So Mary, Thanksgiving is coming up very soon, and people are uncertain about how uh, what they do and how they celebrate uh, the holiday. Does does the Department of Health have any recommendations? Unfortunately, coronavirus has complicated every facet of our life, including the way we celebrate holidays. And I know Thanksgiving is one of the most popular holidays. And that after three months of isolating and social distancing, we are eager to gather with our loved ones. But if you have a member of the family who is especially vulnerable, you've got to take safety precautions. Enjoy the holiday with your immediate family this year. By this, I mean limit your gatherings to the people who live in your household. Don't attend large parties and don't attend gatherings with people who are not in your safety bubble. It's just too risky. The surge in cases we are experiencing right now are because we let our guard down for Halloween. We simply cannot make that mistake again. The stakes are too high. Right. So we talked about the governor at one time uh, recently implemented the, the private gatherings of 10 people or less. So I think what he's really saying is just what you have indicated. Keep, the, keep your Thanksgiving um, dinner to a minimum of the people in your household or in your bubble. Uh, don't invite the extended family in to, to, to uh, participate. So, But we know that that will be difficult and people will... Um, yeah. may choose to do, 
you know, the fringes of that and think that they will be safe by getting a negative test or, or wearing their mask during that time. Uh, it's still a risky, risky business for them Absolutely. to do that. What we definitely are seeing that people get gathering family or friends because you trust them and you think they've been as safe as you are and as diligent as you have been right. in all of the, um, all of the precautions. But the reality is this virus is so easily spread that you really need to be careful. So um, wherever you can, don't only remember that it's the size of the, the group, but it's also how long you're together. So even if you're with family, wear your masks. Um, and then if you can, distance yourself while you're eating, eat in different rooms if you're different families. But um, it's really important to remember if you've been with somebody even masked over an hour, you are susceptible if right. they have it. It brings, it brings a whole new meaning to the kids' table. That's right. <laughs> For a gathering like that. So don't have one. If you have a small gathering. Um so the other, the, you know, you bring up a good point, the, the density, the duration, and the distance. And we talked about that a few months ago, and that seemed to be the key because um, if it is a dense area, if, if there's a lot of people in a small area, that's the density of it, the duration and how long. And mm -hmm. then we know that there are new studies out there about the length of time, even if with that, having a mask on, like you mentioned, uh, the density, the duration, and the distance. So mm -hmm. maintaining that social distance is We've very We've definitely important. seen that. We've seen that in um, even in some work scenarios where people had the mask on the whole time, but they're right next to each other that whole time, and they, right. they gave it to each other. Right. So you mentioned a little bit about the hospital hospitalization rates. Um, we know that in our region, for the Finger Lakes region, that we are experiencing about 200 people that are hospitalized currently. How many, there's, I think there's eight or nine in Ontario we're, County. We're averaging around seven, eight, nine at a right. time. And I think our high at one time was around 13 back right. in the, the... But don't forget, um, the very sick individuals go up to Strong. Right. So um, go up to Rochester, Rochester General. So um, they our, our number's low here, keep our capacity low. So we haven't, as a region gone over our capacity, which is good so far, but we don't want to get there. Right. You see the stories on the news of the states that are having such a surge, or even what happened down in New York City, where people were, you, you can't take care of people if you don't have enough resources to do right. so. And that's the danger and the most danger to people and death. And also the ICU uh, patients currently mm -hmm. is is approximately the same that it was at the end of May of this year, right. earlier this year, about 40, I think, in our region, which is pretty high. Yeah. And that's that's important to remember because I think back back in April and May we talked a lot about the nursing home patients that ended up in the hospital, and unfortunately many of them passed. Uh, this this is spreading across the board again, right? The, mm -hmm. There's we had talked a lot about the younger folks uh, contracting the the COVID nineteen virus, but now you're starting to see it across the board, right? We are across um, all age groups and across all parts of our county. Certainly, our bigger populations have larger numbers. Right. That's to the density, the density issue yeah. issue you mentioned, but definitely we are seeing it everywhere. So right. you really have to assume everywhere you go. There's a potential that that person standing six feet, hopefully, behind you in line um, may have it. So be diligent. Right. Wear the 
mask, use the hand sanitizer, and go as little as possible to places. Um, one of the biggest places that, that we've seen, or we've seen several cases, are from bars. Going to a couple bars, two different bars, and spreading it to, to two different bunch of group places, people. Yeah. So they're not masked. Right, right. Risky behavior. Yep, yep. so... So Mary, so what about the flu season? We've been strongly advising all of our county residents to get the flu shot this year. Uh, do, you have, do you know of any actual flu cases yet? We just had our first reported case of the flu just last week. So it is upon us. Um, it's arrived here in Ontario County. And as you said, Brian, we're still encouraging folks of all ages to get to their doctor or their local pharmacy for mm -hmm. a flu shot. And as I mentioned before, hospital capacity and strain on our medical community are serious concerns associated with both the COVID but also flu. Keeping the flu cases down will be beneficial to both our healthcare providers and our hospitals. We're hoping too that the the more people mask, the less the flu will also be spread mm -hmm. around. So and sanitizing too. And sanitizing, mm -hmm. yes. One final note about the flu, and the New York State Department has a flu health surveillance feature on their website, which allows you to log on and see how many flu cases have been diagnosed in communities across the state. And while we're on this to topic, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge that in the past, we lived in a culture where people would, oh, I already said this, that, that people would suck it up and go to work. Yeah. So even if you're having flu symptoms, d stay home. Right, right. So thanks, Mary. Before we wrap it up today, it would be nice to, uh, we could close on some good news. Do you have anything positive that you'd like to share with us? Well, we do have some encouraging news. Um, we've learned that the new testing requirements for travelers has actually identified a few asymptomatic COVID patients, so we were able to isolate so that they didn't spread it in our communities. And that means that potentially some COVID transmission may have been prevented. And one more thing before we close, I'd like to express my thanks to the many residents who are quarantining and isolating, your willingness to do your part in making a difference. Um, I'd also like to thank the many residents we've had to reach out to due to contact tracing, and for the most part, our residents have been cooperative and patient. Um, we, our numbers are so high right now that I've also had to start taking cases, and I have to tell you, um, people have been really, really mm -hmm. gracious and understanding. A lot of fear, and part of our role is to um, make sure they're okay, and we check on them on a daily basis, um, but uh, we've had a few people that haven't been too nice, and my staff don't deserve that because right. they're working very, very hard, um, little time off, lots of overtime since March. So um, please be cooperative. Please tell us the truth. Um, I know uh, initially we were seeing a lot of people in the beginning of October really holding back about telling who really they've been in contact with because they even with the Halloween party initially they weren't going to tell who was at the party. Um, but look at how far it spread because right. the, the number of days it took us to get that, it, it spread a little farther. Right. So um, we're really begging you, be honest with us, work with us. We are not, we can't do this alone. Um, the community has to help us um, limit the spread until we can get the vaccine up and running. Right. And thanks to your staff because they've done a tremendous job and yourself. Yeah. You guys are, are getting tired. I know it's been a, a long long eight or nine months. So, well, I've, I have an incredible team. I'm so very proud of them. Yeah. And uh, they they really care about our residents. And you see it every day as I'm right. listening to them on the phone. It's like, oh, wow, they're doing a great job. Yeah, very good. So thank you very much, Mary. And have a happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Please, please, please stay healthy, stay safe. 
let's let's flatten the curve remember the density duration and distance and you know it's not you know we talked a little bit uh in the prior months that you're safe at home mm-hmm. uh, you're not stuck at home but you're safe at home mm-hmm. so thank you very much everybody thank you happy thanksgiving